Hey, this is Jenny. We've got a book club. I have some friends in it. We read books. No big deal. We have a good time. Sit back and listen to us discuss our favorite books. Come along, let's have some fun. I'm Jenny. Hello, hello, hello. This is Jenny. Welcome to Book Talk. The format, as as my listeners might remember, is I have a a group of friends. Um, These people are on my project management team back at Acer Computers. Maybe you didn't realize it's still there, but it is. And we like to read books and talk about them Mm. together. Uh, Mm. So I'd like to just introduce my my colleagues here. Uh, We have Abraham. Hi. We've got Ted. Hello. And we've got Jordan over here. Hey. Um, today we're going to be talking about the new Juno Diaz book that just came out recently. It's called The Shade Behind the Shore. Mm. And we've had a couple weeks to read this. Um, the last book we read was Wuthering Heights. So this is quite a switch. We're switching time periods. Mm. And I guess I just want to hear first what you guys, what your impressions were of of his word choice and how you think it differs from Wuthering Heights. Like I just want to jump right in here. So uh, Abraham, why don't you go ahead and get started? Mm. I am, as you guys know from work, I'm a very deeply feeling person. Mm -hmm. I have seen that in your work. And I think some of the themes in this book kind of connected that darkness uh, that lives in us uh, with my deep feeling. And I think it just was more, for me, personally, is more relatable. Some of the characters I thought had some depth that I didn't find in the Withering Hoots. And the... uh, Heights. It's, It's fine. Keep going. I think some of the characters in this book actually let me know, frankly, yeah. that it's okay to have that dark side. Which one specifically? The the maiden towards the middle. Oh, yep. Uh, yeah, no, I am. Um, maiden. Yep, yeah, Alice. You know, you know Alice. I'm not that great with yeah, names, no. but you know yeah. the one that, that had the thing, the thing. She what? had such a uh, story. <laughs> I mean, the story, the story that the author, I forget the author's name. Uh, Juno Diaz. Juno Diaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story that she started to build behind her uh, is why she acted the way she did, why she felt the way she did mm-hmm. as a uh, maiden. Love it. Uh, was, was really relatable. Thank you so much for having love me. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Abraham. Uh, Ted, what were your overall thoughts about you know one versus the other? Well, I mean, mostly I agree with Abraham. He said it's really deep. And uh, it applies to a lot of my life. But uh, I think to add on to that, to add on to what Abraham said, um, I think that uh, I'm glad we chose those two books in a row because the difference between uh, The Shade Behind the Shore and Mothering Hats really... Heights, it's... Do you remember? Yes, yes, yes. Right. Really illuminates... We had like a big old <clears throat> conversation about it. Yes. A couple weeks ago. It was, okay. it was a, a wonderful conversation. Okay. I just didn't know if I had misheard you. Go ahead. No. Uh, apology accepted. Uh, I'm, s- I'm sorry, uh, retroactively. No, it's great. I, just, I, ju- I was trying to point out that uh, the juxtaposition between the two novels, um, their differences, the way that uh, we put the two next to each other uh, shows some differences between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And those differences or the juxtaposition uh, I found fascinating and relevant to not only culture today, but to my own personal life here. Mm-hmm. Um, so in like more specifically, mm-hmm. what did you, mm-hmm. what character do you think relates most? What, which mm-hmm. one do you think is analogous to Heathcliff and Wuthering Heights in the shade behind the shores? Uh, definitely the protagonist and the shade behind the shores. There's, there's actually 
three different protagonists, which one is most? You know, um, the, the main one. I'm kind of face blind. I'm sorry, but I think the main one. Oh, okay, uh, right. Is, is most parallel to Heathcliff oh, okay. in Withering Huts. Right. Okay, Jordan, you've been, you know, you've been pretty quiet in a couple of our previous conversations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what? What did you think about Wuthering Heights versus The Shade Behind the Shores? That was... Wuthering Heights? Wuthering. It has a U. Would, uh, that was... Would There Be Heights? By Emily Bronte. Um, oh, oh, okay, okay. We actually... Okay. We actually all did questionnaires about it a couple weeks ago. Right, right, right. Right, 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 right. right, 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 right. So, sometimes I wonder if... Um, I don't know. Just like... just I'm just going to throw it out there. Maybe next next two weeks, maybe we'll just go get a drink. You know? Why? Why would we, I love this? I love I being there. introduced oh. to new literature. Like I would never have picked up Shady Behinds the Shore <laughs> at the bookstore. You've introduced me to so many great works. I agree. To be clear, I'd be happy to get a drink with you, but I don't want to give up book club. This is a, okay. a great so way for me to expand few my times knowledge. That okay, I sure. get to actually yeah. do this. Stretching um, parts of my brain. It's great to be around yeah. people with similar interests in literature. Yeah. Great. For once, I, you know? I love I love that. I love that about mm. you guys, and that's why I invited you to yeah. book club. Yeah. So. What is it? Hide behind shade shores? It's a, what the is sh- it? It's the shade behind the shores. Shade. The sh- be kind, shady lady. Jordan, sometimes I just want to throw it out there. Sometimes, sometimes I just feel like you're not even trying with the name and and listen. She, I, I never remember chefs' names when I go mm-hmm. to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Right, I right. can tell you yeah, about the no. meal. Yep. I can, uh, I can critique the meal. So it's n- the names of the books are not that important. No. Okay. All right. You know what? We can. We'll, we'll revisit. We'll come right back. I thought the most important thing, uh, mm-hmm. in. Was the characters. Mm-hmm. The characters mm-hmm. yes, were so you. important. Yeah, definitely. Which was your favorite? I definitely saw myself in the main character. Mm. Right. There were there were actually three main characters. Mm-hmm. All Which, of them. The male. All of them. Wow. All the male. Of I saw myself they, in the They male. were the trifecta. Mm. So you felt like you were both Charlie and his mom? We all have a little mm. bit of Charlie and his mom yes. in us. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. That darkness that I talked right. about earlier. And the light. Okay. Yeah. Um, one thing that I just wanted to touch on: mm. Chapter Seven is heralded oh, as being God. a breakthrough in American literature, and one of the things it talks about just themes of loss, uh, and they kind of reflect that loss in the the bulldozing of the forest mm-hmm. in Ohio. So, what? Yep. How do you? What did you think about that? Well, for me, I have a I have a real personal connection to the rainforest, and so the tropical rainforests have always been a symbol of mm-hmm. the earth's life and the mm-hmm. future. So when they cleared the rainforest, the mm-hmm. tropical rainforest in the book, mm-hmm. I thought that's a real signal from this author that this is going to be a, a sea change mm-hmm. in the way that mm-hmm. the world's going to work. I see. Wow. Um, and, and when, you know, I just, just clarify, you meant the red forest in California, obviously. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the one, again, with the names, but I think that's not important. I think, mm-hmm. Jenny, what we want to talk about is how it evokes feelings and how we can relate to it. But yeah, of course. Right. Road, and do you remember the, the name of the forest? Yeah, the Rud, the Rud, the Rudlands, the Rud Forest in California. The, the red, the red, red forest. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. I the, agree. The red forest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The wandering hearts. Thank, thank you, Abraham. Mm-hmm. That was very thoughtful. Mm. Um, Ted, 
when we're talking about Chapter 7, yeah. it, there's a little foreshadowing that happens with that the bulldozing the rainforest. Right. And so obviously later on in the book, right. in Chapter 13, mm-hmm. we see what happens, what was right. foreshadowed. Uh, Talk well, first about of all, it a little Chapter bit. Chapter 7 is one of my favorite, my second favorite chapter in the whole book. But you're right, the foreshadowing, uh, we don't know it at the time. It's a little bit of irony. Mm. Some things happen in Chapter 7. A dramatic irony. They do. A lot of things Some happen. dramatic irony, exactly. So the author clearly uses irony in the deforestation in Ohio. Uh, and we get through five to six more chapters. And so we get to Chapter 13, where events unfold that mirror what happened or what was discussed in Chapter 7. And that's when we know that that was foreshadowing. And so it's the author's way of kind of combining, uh, uh, attaching those two chapters to one another, spanning. Uh, There was a lot of dramatic irony, I would say, uh, especially in Chapter Mm -hmm. 3. It was most notable there because we found out that Charlie... I think it's irony. I I also thought it was irony. Irony. Oh, it's, it's not. It's irony. Yeah, it's irony. Okay. Just to clarify. I don't know about that, but uh, you're the leader, so. Uh, And, and you know, I'm going to come back to some of the things that Ted was talking about. Ted, I don't don't want Uh to come off as sounding combative. No, no. This is book club. It sounds like you are almost literally counting the chapters to me and coming up with different ways to say things happened. Oh, things certainly happened. Things certainly happened in that book. Do and a lot of what happened is um, kind of inaction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the author will describe. Yep. Um, You're still being very vague. Well, I think it was a great book. And I don't want to, I can't rewrite the book. That's, that was Juan Diaz's job. Uh, so I can't, to describe it would not do it justice. But to be vague about my interpretations, I think, is a way of honoring the author. We mm-hmm. did the same thing with... Uh, the previous book we read. What about kites? Mm-hmm. Right, and you did such a great job of describing what the cover looked like mm-hmm. on Wuthering Heights of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know well, what? Let's move on. We'll, re- we'll revisit. Let's revisit. J- okay. Jordan. Yes. Hi. Hi. <coughs> I have. Uh, I have some things to say. About Julie Davis's Sure Behind the Shades. Guys, I just, I don't want, I don't want you guys to think like I'm awful. Okay, but I just, I need to ask you a question. I need you to be honest with me. Sure. Did you read the book? I read it. I read it. I read the whole book. I loved Fifty Shades of Shore. Cover to cover. Read both covers and in between the pages. In the back, I read that actually, you know, where you talk about the author in the bio, I read that part. Okay, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to make sure that we had all read The Shade Behind the I Shore. I why would we come to the book club? If we that wouldn't be fair to each no. other. No, you're right. We, we, we made an agreement. Okay. We're not always okay. good just, as you, but I think we still have the heart and the spirit of doing okay. this. I'm, so. just, I'm just checking because, you know, it would also kind be of, easy. Kind of offensive. It would also be easy to just pop over to Applebee's and get, uh, and get a Bloomin' Onion. No. Oh. We could no, order in. It's a lot no. of fat. Okay. It's it's better to have food for the mind. L- yes. Is what I was mm-hmm. thinking. I need literature to feed my inner Yeah, we academic. give. We give. This is where we get fed. Mm-hmm. And right. so mm-hmm. without that, wow. this is a big part of my life, to be honest. With I you. love that. That's why I love you guys, because yeah. sure this, be this, is this is my retreat from wow. work. Um, I know it's important to you. You guys really mean a lot to me. So let's, let's dive right back in. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. So one of the words that Juno Diaz uses very frequently. Who? I I'm just starting. I I really 
think I didn't read it. I'm just okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to read the next one. Uh, Ted, you also didn't read the book. I saw the movie. I saw a different movie. I watched a movie. Um. Okay. This. I mean, this is. I just. I just like want to bring it up. It's the fifth time in a row this has happened, and book clubs actually only existed for five different books. Oh. <laughs> but we read the other ones. I thought it feels like I've read them. Yeah. After we discuss it, I can, yeah. I feel like I've read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know much. that should count. I put okay. it prominently on my nightstand. I'm Gordon just going to put together a Google Docs spreadsheet. Great. Uh, just planning some other potential events. Um, okay. And what I want to assign is our book for next time. Before okay. we go, I'm so, so glad you guys are yeah, here. You guys yeah. are my favorite people at work. Um, for next time, we're going to be reading Fahrenheit 451. Fahrenheit. Or- is that the Mike uh, Michael Moore? Fire no, no, movie? it's uh, I saw that. It's, it's a documentary. Four hundred blows. You guys are the best. Frankenstein. Thank you so much Fresh for joining us for book talk. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Fantasy. Slaughterhouse Five. Four hundred. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye. Come along. Let's have some fun. I'm Jenny.